0: hello and welcome to pave your own path where i get a chance to speak with driven individuals from various industries to better understand the challenges they face to achieve success this podcast is intended to inspire others to follow their own passions and to help understand the value that you already bring every day so let's get started Alright, hello beautiful people and thank you for joining me on my very first podcast. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Brian Collings for allowing me to use one of his beautiful creations as my music introduction to this podcast, so thank you Brian. Uh, I couldn't be more excited to get this show started. Creating content is actually something I've wanted to do for about a year now, but the medium never felt right. I never wanted to blog because our voice and tone are too important for pen and paper. And I never wanted to create educational videos because I am still learning my own craft. The first episode is about myself and my reasons and goals for the podcast. So to start off, I grew up in Carmel, Indiana, which is just north of Indianapolis. I have five older brothers and one older sister. So I'm the youngest of seven, and my nickname for life has been baby school. I answer to that more often than my birth name, Matt. It's satisfying to be the youngest of seven, because you know your parents just said, alright, we got it right, he's perfect, no more kids. Anyways, in high school, I had a very hippie mentality. Didn't put much effort into school, and never felt like college would benefit me because my passion was photography, and I was always told that I couldn't make money that way. I decided to apply to Indiana University, and told myself, if I didn't get in, I was heading out to Colorado to live with my older two siblings. I ended up being admitted and had no idea what I wanted to go to school for. Just had to get that piece of paper. Growing up, I remember I could always ask my father any question in the book, and he had an answer to everything. My dad has been a research scientist for over 40 years now, so going to college, I knew I wanted to be able to answer any question to my future kids like my dad had. So I decided to study biology. sounded pretty cool. It may sound silly, but we make decisions based off of emotions versus logic all the time. When you're interested in something, but not passionate about it, the work becomes difficult. So I was in school for a full year. By the time my second year came around, I dropped out. This was one of the more difficult decisions because once again, I had people telling me, you're making a huge mistake. You don't want to end up like me. Just get the piece of paper. After spending one semester off, I went back to school and decided to go back for neuroscience. I always had an interest in understanding why people think the way they do, and this was on a chemical level. Couldn't be cooler. I was able to catch up on my skipped semester by attending many summer classes, then I got into organic chemistry. If you are like me and took this class without getting above a C-, then you understand. The averages on most of these exams were 40%, and the professor would just magically raise everyone's grade to at least a D. Once again, I felt too much pressure in something I wasn't thoroughly enjoying, so I dropped out of school for a second time. This time, I took a year off and continued working at a restaurant. The entire time, I was encouraged by my siblings, parents, and even bar regulars to just go back and get the piece of paper. This saying wasn't going away, but it had no meaning behind it, yet I knew it would open doors in future careers. The one person who never pushed me to do something I didn't want to do was a lady I would meet in Scotty's. This is how I met Laura. One night over five years ago, I was working on Halloween. I was dressed up as a banana that night because it's hard not to feel like an idiot in that suit, and I always wanted to make other people laugh. I walked into our server room where she was filling the ketchup bottles, a terrible necessary task to beginning employees, and she was wearing a crown outfit. My smooth talk to her was... Hey, Cran, I'm Banana. And the rest is history. Lara, who is now an English special education teacher, never pushed school on me and instead wanted me to educate myself in any way. So she was always encouraging me in my music, my photography, anything that would put a smile on my face. She has helped me become the person I am today by being able to see many other abilities and hardships in people that I chose to ignore. She grew up in a more diverse area than I did and was able to show how she saw the world in such a beautiful way. I knew if I could get a future teacher to love me while I was a dropout, I shouldn't let go. It was also at this time that I started reading and became more interested in psychology. I have always been able to connect with people easily and I try to put myself in their shoes. Being able to understand that I would act the same exact way as another person, if given their circumstances, is key to learning about someone. Psychology was great because it was more about the larger picture of how people act instead of learning about those actions on a chemical level, which always felt like speaking another language to me anyway. I started acing my classes and continued getting semester GPAs above a 3.6. I finally felt successful and graduated after three and a half years of schooling over a four and a half year time period. Well, finally had that piece of paper. Once again, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I continued working at Scotty's House when a family regular of the restaurant, Michael and Miranda Richardson, told me they wanted to have dinner with me to offer me a position at their company. It would be a sales role. I was excited for the new opportunity and also scared about the stereotypes that came with sales. Everyone thinks about a used car salesman as being slimy and pushy. However, my oldest brother, Jason, told me, in sales, you have to act like the person you are selling to is our mom. That changed everything about how I saw selling. My brother, Nathan, his now fiance, Amanda, have always encouraged me to develop my skills in sales. So I started listening to podcasts and reading books about self-development and became so in tune with who I was, I didn't want to stop learning. Keenan, CEO of a sales guy, was the first author and speaker to interest me in taking action with these new skills learned. He has been one of the largest influences on my sales development without even meeting him in person. Another podcast, Advanced Selling Podcast, with Bill Kasky and Brian Neal, helped me be more strategic in my sales process and understanding very specific scenarios that happen to people across industries. Michael Jared, my former manager, communicated with me daily to make sure I had actionable steps in place and a way to measure my performance so I could reflect on a regular basis. JT Rogan, creator of the podcast If You Don't Grind, finally gave me the nudge I needed to start creating content. He simply challenged me. For the first time in my life, I felt like learning was enjoyable, and I wondered how others could experience this bliss in their own passion. So after seeing some of my friends on Facebook share videos about their own passions, whether it be cooking, physical training, music, what you name it, I thought it would be incredible to interview some of these people. I've always been a social media ghost in the sense that I'll scroll through my feed and never like anything, never comment on any post, because I never felt like it would make a difference. Well, if there's one thing I've learned in sales over the past year, it's the importance of making someone feel purposeful. Everyone wants to feel admired or recognized in some way. After reviewing a handful of studies, it's clear that a majority of people, almost 70%, are unhappy in their current job. You're never too old to make a switch in careers, and you can never be wrong for trying something because you felt it would make you happier. Also, it's just as important to understand that you may be in the right role and unsatisfied because you simply don't understand the value that you bring every day. For me. I would always call my customers to ask how my product or service has changed their day-to-day. This is where the value lies and how I became to love my sales roles. So I'll tell you the value that lied in each one of my roles. The value at Scotty's Brew House, I was just born when the show Cheers was ending, so I have a little knowledge on the actual show. I just knew I wanted to have my bar have a similar vibe. I made sure to cultivate an environment that would create regulars and make people want to return as their in-town weekly vacation, where people could escape their day-to-day world and have a couple of hours each week of laughter and just good conversation. The value at signs, I enabled small businesses to gain awareness throughout the community. This would allow them to keep their doors open and increase sales. Increasing their sales allowed them to go home at night and not be stressed. Not being stressed about their business allowed them to spend more time with their family and grow in their home life. The value at SnapRaise. I worked with leaders in youth, sports, fine arts, and clubs every day to better understand how we could help their program grow with a fraction of the time it takes in their typical fundraising methods. This allowed coaches, directors, and leaders more time to focus on their actual program so that they could become better and build future leaders. Giving people their time back is the most satisfying ability. So please ask yourself this question. How do I bring value to my customers, my guests, my audience, my students, my staff, or myself? Basically, what value are you already bringing every day and maybe didn't even realize it? Take it beyond the sale or interaction of the actual product or service. Understand on a deep level how that has helped someone have a better day, year, or life. Now, about the podcast. I'm currently running this podcast out of my closet in an apartment in Bloomington with my Xbox headset. In one month, I will be in Evanston, Illinois, and I'm excited for the new opportunity that lies ahead with my Lady Lara. I will be interviewing people over Zencaster and editing these in Audacity. Hopefully, I will have a new mic by then. To keep things free, I have two hours worth of podcast upload per month. That is 30 minutes each week, and I already have 15 people who have reached out to me to start interviewing them. These fields include music producing, wedding planning, cooking, sales, professional development, teaching, videography, entrepreneurs, directors, and so much more. The topics are endless, and at the end of the day, I am not the expert. I just love understanding what it is that makes people love their own field and learning more about their own story. If this sounds like someone you admire... Please comment or DM me with their info. If you yourself feel successful, let me interview you. Success, once again, is not determined by the amount of money you make, but instead the ability to understand who you are as a person. It is owning your own craft and excelling in it. I'm starting to feel that for the first time in my life, and so I have shared with you today my success story, and I would love to hear yours. Thank you again for joining me on this very first podcast. I hope you learned something. Please remember to ask yourself on a deep level, how do I bring value? And join me each week as I interview someone different. Pave your own path and have a wonderful day.